Hello, sick and wrong. It's Paul McCartney of the Beatles. Now, as you boys know, I'm a big fan of amputees. They're really sexy. Look at their big knobby knobs. I just want to say hello. Fuck you and fuck Trucker Paul and fuck Kendra. Unless she cut off a leg, that'd be damn sexy. Ah. Uh, Goodbye. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by adamandeve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I am one of your hosts, D. Simon. I am the other host, Lance Wackerly. Dude, that was not a broadcaster delivery there, Wackerly. It was more of like, I am your host, Lance Wackerly. Hey. What, are, you, are you critiquing my performance <laughs> now? I'm just saying, like, you know, I kind of want to sound a little bit like um, Ken Brockman. Do you want to try it again? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, we can live with that. We can live with that. You sure? Because I'm no. never going to get better if I don't practice. I just think maybe at night. I'm Lance Wackerly, your other host. That's Hello. good. That's good. They had, like, the intonation of, like, a news, a news delivery guy. That sounded good. That, that sounded like, uh, what's his name? Brian Williams. That's good. Oh yes, he's 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 like the most well-respected man in broadcasting right now, wouldn't you say? I like him. He's got a great voice, a great delivery. He has a very lopsided. No, he's well. I guess maybe he's kind of attractive, uh, but he has a very lopsided face. Have you ever noticed that? You know, I don't stare into his eyes like you do. I usually just kind of listen to him while I'm doing my work. <laughs> Not his eyes are symmetrical. It's his <laughs> nose and chin are completely lopsided. He's got like a face like a Picasso or something. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> I guess I've never noticed that. Well, Wacker, time, uh, happy uh, Cinco de Mayo. Um, how, I, I noticed you're, uh, you're, you're not celebrating. I guess it was a couple of days ago, but um, usually Cinco de Mayo for me lasts for like three or four days. Good catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, last Cinco de Mayo, I didn't do anything either because I had to work. So my question is, do you hate Mexicans, or do you just feel it's not, it's kind of pointless to celebrate the day when they created the taco? It's funny, actually, this is, I noticed this today, it was a Facebook phenomenon. All these white people I know <laughs> were like, actually, and this is like a pure, some, I think sometimes people criticize us for, you know, being racist or whatever, or perpetuating racial stereotypes, but here's yeah, something about white people before. that I've noticed that's totally not so flattering. Uh, white people always like to fucking know everything and know more than you. So, so at least five people on my Facebook page, white people, were, had a post about, oh, this. I talked to this me Latina. Well, they never say Mexican. <laughs> Latina, who I work with. And uh, actually, Cinco de Mayo is not even a real Mexican holiday. They don't even celebrate it. And then, you know, another person would be like, I talked to my gardener, and he said that Cinco de Mayo is not real. And I talked to the janitor at my work, and he doesn't say it. He says it's not real. Or my Mexican friend told me that Cinco de Mayo isn't real. 
And then people I know who are actually Mexican who are my friends on Facebook were like, fucking Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, have a good one, baby. Drink some tequila for me. Don't totally. have to work. I, I we're going to have a big Cinco de Mayo party. So fuck you, white people. And you're, I actually know a Latina, Latino. Come I on. didn't think Mexicans really need that much of an excuse to drink. It's just like, here, we got a holiday we're going to make for you, whatever. And they're like, well, what did, what did we do? Why is Cinco de Mayo? Why is it, why is it significant? That's uh, the day you created the taco. Sweet. Let's drink some tequila. Like, you know, and, Cinco, Cinco de taco. <laughs> that Cinco de taco. I uh, did I eat some tacos weird. on Cinco de Mayo that I made myself at home. They weren't that great, but. Well, you know, I got to say, um, it's been, been a rather lackluster Cinco de Mayo for me because I've been a little too hungover and a bit too exhausted from my week-long Osama Be Dead celebration that's been going on. <laughs> you ce- celebrated the death of Abel? <laughs> That's what I like to call him now is Obel. OBL. OBL, man. OBL is going to be that's going to be May 1st. I mean, it hasn't always May Day, wasn't that the day that they May Day? I know like uh people yeah. that are that are anti anarchists or whatever, anti corporations, they always celebrate May Day, but now it's going to be OBL Obel Day. Or everyone's going to get wasted every May 1st. Well, and I I heard this, but I haven't tracked down its veracity. But did Hitler die on the same day? Did somebody say that? But you know, a bunch of people were trying to uh, find coincidences with people's death. I think Hitler is died that April just 30th. untrue? No, Hitler died April thirtieth. They say so. It's oh, kind of one day time. off. Come on, you're but not you going to give me that one, though, dude. I feel like it's been years since I could just go out, bonk some beers, urinate in public, vomit on some hotties' cleavage. You know, just let loose because I'm safe now. I can do this all in the name of freedom, man. It's been years. Yeah, if they'd only assassinate AIDS, then we could really have a party. <laughs> but do, do you feel any safer now, Wankerly? Do, do you really need to own a gun anymore? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you've been to, come on, you've been to Oakland. It cracks me up, though, that people are even... I mean, well, here's why, plus here's why I need to own a gun, because I, I was outside in the street just shooting that shit in the air on Sunday night. <laughs> It's number one party favor. <laughs> of course it's not going to end all terrorism. The guy's just a figurehead. He's probably just kind of meaningless in the terrorist world, but it's still kind of a, a, a day to celebrate. Americans were stoked. That, that was my favorite part of this whole Osama bin Laden thing. Like, what, what was your reaction? When did you find out? Uh, I was having a barbecue at my house, and uh, I got a text message from uh, one of our friends, friend of the show, SD uh, SD Groove, I guess he's called, <laughs> that it happened, and we were like, holy fuck, and we turned on the TV and started watching it. So then it became uh, an OBL party. An it was an party. OBL party, an Obel death party. So initially it was just a regular barbecue, and then it was like, Osama be dead, let's celebrate. Yeah, and it was kind of a boring barbecue. The conversation was lagging a little bit, but once Obel came on and got killed, <laughs> it really made the barbecue. <laughs> But then I, we we had, we did have to, I don't know if you did this but we had to sit you had to sit through that like glossolalia what what is it where you just talk nonsense glossolalia or something like that or uh, uh no I know I know what you're talking about where it's just kind of like you just speak freely about it but it's just kind of meaningless so newscasters are are great at this right because they they all want you to stay on their channel until the president comes out and talks that's but what everybody's waiting for yet. they don't yeah. know anything so they just have to like say sentences that 
either state the obvious or don't really say anything or say, well, something we're going to need to pay attention on and keep our, to and keep our eye on is this concept. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to pay attention to things. You're right. But why don't you tell us some yeah. actual information that we can pay attention to? Because they don't know anything. They're just biding right. time. You know, right. cap- captivating your attention until eventually the president comes on so they can boost their ratings, maybe right. fit in a commercial or two. Before and they should just the really channel. they should really just play like old episodes of Ren and Stimpy. I mean, that would keep me to the channel. I kind of like when they play like, uh, you know, animated reenactments of what they think <laughs> happened. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like basically they're just playing Call of Duty, but they recorded yeah. it. And they yeah. have some guy with a turban on there that they're saying is Osama, but they just went and did it in After Effects. I, was, I would prefer. I would prefer if they played Contra. <laughs> like, well, here we are. Uh, the, you'd be pretty sure the seals destroyed a giant tentacle monster that was surrounding the compound first, and then they both jumped in and exploded a helicopter or two. This this just in the uh, the tentacle monster actually Obama, Osama became the tentacle monster once provoked. Oh, I hate it when that happens. You you kill the bad guy and then he turns into an even bigger it, bad it, guy. Even worse thing. You do know that they're going to make some uh, video games out of this. I'm sure. Don't they oh, already yeah. have a Navy SEALs video game? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, like, like, like in the last Call of Duty, I think there's an episode where you assassinate uh, Castro. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm sure there's a video game coming here. So oh. I was over. Uh, the, what the kind mis- of a power up do you think came out of Osama bin Laden's head after they exploded him? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, huge star. Yeah, <laughs> could run through Boing. buildings. I was at, uh, the missus and I went out for dinner, and then we went to the bar, and we we're just kind of having a couple drinks, and. She looks over at the TV. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And I look over, and it's just like there's Obama. It says, or and he's like, "Osama bin Laden is dead." And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" It just was kind of surreal because it's because in my mind, I forgot about that guy. I, I really, I didn't forget about him. I knew he was no, there. No, you didn't forget about him. But I, but I thought he had died years ago. I mean, did, wasn't he on like uh, kidney dialysis, uh, liver? Was he eaten by a camel? I don't know. I had heard that he. But had, everything, like, everything was rumor. I mean, you never knew. I kind of suspected he was probably dead. They thought that because he kept releasing tapes, but they thought, oh, you know, this could have been spliced together from old material. Well, the the thing is, is that uh, you could, it, I mean, you could still make a new tape. Just put any guy with a beard and a turban on and just have him say a bunch of like, blah, 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 moon man language Arabic. And we don't know what he's saying. You know, it's like... It, it, <laughs> Somebody could, at the CIA does, though. Well, they could I say, they could translate it any way they want. So it's like, I never really believed that the dude, first of all, even really maybe even existed. I just kind of thought, all right, he probably died. I don't know. I mean, he lives in a network Did you just say you caves. thought he didn't even exist? <laughs> Well, no, okay, he might have existed, he might have died. I just kind of was like, I just don't, there's too many rumors for me to really bear the guy any significance. It's not somebody I stayed up late at night being like, oh my god, we gotta catch Osama Bin Laden. You know, I'm not like the guy that uh, refused to shave his beard for ten years until they caught Osama Bin Laden. It's like, for me, I just Yeah, you're not nearly as cool as that guy. No, definitely not. That that guy's actually quite amazing. I almost wanted to do an entire show about that man. Maybe you could get an interview with him. You know what? I actually think we might need to do that, and that's a damn fine idea. But anyway, uh, it, what I found great about it, though, and I actually thought this was—I uh, I thought this was better than just uh, uh, Obama's uh, delivery or when he was delivering the news—is the the reaction it got among, amongst the American public. People were just partying in the streets outside of the White House at Ground Zero. They were just getting wasted. It was like uh, you know uh, the the New Year celebration. It's like everybody was just like we're gonna party. And that, that's think, the one time. That's the one time you can turn Ground Zero, which should be a solemn location, into the party zone. 
The party zone, yeah. And now people think, are did, did Spuds McKenzie show up? <laughs> <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield came back from the dead, just ready to party. <laughs> hey, I finally got some respect. But you no, know, so now what's interesting, and and it kind of pissed me off at first. I'm like, you know what? Can I can I make a can I go back? Can I reverse and make a joke about a Star Wars themed joke about uh, the party at the World Trade Center location? Because <laughs> it's really good. Uh, all right, all right. We'll, we'll cycle uh, back in time. Uh, so, so like the ghost of Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kinison, and Spuds McKenzie were standing off in the corner, like at the end of <laughs> Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it was worth it. It's it the dirtiest the joke I've ever heard you say on this show. They just nod. They're nodding approvingly. Yes. <laughs> Like we killed the terrorist and you guys are partying. Good job. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> oh. Oh my That's God. what I think should be on the new Sick and Wrong t-shirt. Maybe we should. Just like uh, Ronnie Dangerfield, of... Sam Kinnison, and Spuds McKenzie sort of like faded out, but also dressed up like Jedi Masters. And then just says Sick and Wrong at the bottom. Come on. <laughs> so many people would buy that. It we probably just gotta would get be an a, artist that could pull it off. I think I think Joe could do it. Well, so anyway, at first, initially, I was a little I was a little frustrated, a little chagrined that we missed this. But then, to be honest, it's better to talk about something you know this cataclysmic three days later when you get more information, more stuff is coming out, more news is circulating, and people's reactions have totally changed. And if you noticed it, at first it was just completely celebratory. Everybody was going crazy. Everyone's drinking like, yeah. And then now it's like, I feel like, I feel like there's four main camps of, of feelings here, of reactions, of, se- of public sentiment. You know, I, I read some uh, cartoon here on the uh, comic, actually, on the internet, where it said, it said that they said there's three camps. I'm arguing that there's four. There's one, the pessimist, which you've heard people say, he's not dead. Obama's not dead. You believe everything the media says. Obama's using this to get reelected. Now, would you put die. would you put the people that are like, yeah, he's dead, but it doesn't matter in that camp? Also, they're the pessimists for sure. Which, well, kind uh, of. Actually, I want to go. I want to go back on that one too. He, yeah, he's not the head of all terrorists. It's not like it's not like when we Hitler killed himself and like the Nazi machine crumbled. But you got to admit, he's a hero to every terrorist. He's a figurehead. Definitely, he's a he, he's a hero to every terrorist. Every terrorist, upon hearing that news, was sad. I think they I'm, were I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, I, I, I guess I wouldn't put the pessimists in the same camp of people that thinks that, think think uh, that you know this isn't going to stop anything. They're, they're more of like kind of like the smart ass category. So this doesn't solve anything. We're still okay, at war. The smart asses. There's an unstoppable terrorist network. Blah blah blah. I've googled things. You yeah, know, they'll say this about is other stuff. <laughs> This is the know-it-all, the guy who... The know-it-all. Well, I, I know more about how the global war on terror is going than you and uh, you know non-centralized forces and blah, 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 non-state actors, but you obviously think that this is going to end terrorism. Exactly. So there's the pessimist, the know-it-all, the pompous know-it-all, and then The guy who actually a- adds text to the Wikipedia article. <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's the guy. Or the, or the guy that just posts those annoying long Facebook comments where he's like, you know, went to some obscure blog just to like quote this one obscure general about how this war is never oh. going to end and this is meaningless but when then you, when you said when you said long facebook posting i thought you were talking about steel <laughs> but they're actually pretty entertaining but they are quite lengthy <laughs> but then there's the third camp which is pretty much everybody else it's just like 
he's fucking dead and we're going to party USA, USA, shooting guns in the streets, going crazy, you know, singing the, what's that uh, that song, that na-na-na, hey, goodbye, what's, what's the name of that song, I forgot it. Uh... It's the tubes, right? Is that the tubes? That nah, 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 remember. nah, hey, yeah. hey. And then everybody's now like, Obama, you're a badass. And they're making all those internet memes of him. Uh, right. You know, sorry it took so long to produce my birth certificate. I was out killing Osama. But <laughs> you it- mad terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> but now, after four days later, five days later after the fact, there's a new conspiracy movement. And you might have heard of this one. The Deathers. Have you heard about these guys that have been dubbed the Deathers? Yes, I've heard of them. I have to admit. I kind of find them hilarious. I really do. You know, it's, it's something that I've uh, just recently, I was recently reading articles. It's something that's really only happened the past couple of days. These are the same people who have been harping on Obama for the past, whatever, X amount of years about producing your birth certificate. These are the birthers that have been like, I want to see the birth certificate. He finally produced the birth certificate, the long form birth certificate, whatever. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then, and, then, and then some of them were still dissatisfied. There's still 3% that still did not believe that he was born in this country. And now yeah. you'd think they'd Wait, all so shut you the said, fuck you up. Wait, you said 3%? Yeah, 3% now after all this. What was it before? Uh, like 30? Actually, they're 40% of uh, Republicans. I can't believe it went down that much. I thought it would have gone to, from 40 maybe to 30%. I can't believe it went down by a factor of 10 I think a lot of them were, I mean, were, their, their, their movement was tamped by this whole, uh, by him releasing this birth certificate. I don't know why he waited you so mean, long so, anyway. Some of them did know when to quit? Exactly. And it, okay. and it was such a, such a non-issue. And I think it's like he released his birth certificate and it's like, Donald Trump, shut the fuck up. Here you go. Read that. You know, and, and then there's still people that are like, oh, it's photoshopped. It's obviously not real. You can tell by the edges. But the, the, and, that, and now it's like you'd think. You think Obama's like, all right, I just told him to shut the fuck up. It's annoying, but whatever. I proved them wrong. It's all good. And then he goes out and he kills the most, the, the world's most hated man. You know, the, the, the biggest villain in the world. He, he orders an operation that kills that guy, and they're still not satisfied. Now they're, now they're claiming that it was a conspiracy, a governmental conspiracy. But so I don't necessarily. I don't. I, I. I have. I take issue with your claim that it's the same. I, I'm sure there are a lot of birthers that are also deathers, but I don't think it's the same exact group. I, don't I'm you not think saying it's what about, every what about tier, the what about the tru- what about the tru- what about the truthers who tend to be from the left? I bet you there's a lot of tu- truthers who are deathers. You mean truthers? What, what do you say by truther? Like Truthers that, are the people who think that the nine eleven, the whole nine eleven conspiracy, was really orchestrated or or known about by you know by the Bush oh, administration. That the government that the government caused it, and they right. think this is just another cover. Those are the truthers. Well, you know, actually, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you have a point there. I'm sure not every Tea Party, or every birther is a Tea Party uh, member, and I'm sure every Tea Party member isn't a deather. I think, but I think it's just like these groups, skeptics just form. They, they just conspiracy they, theorists. Conspiracy theorists. They, they can have a conspiracy theory about anything, but you got to admit landing, though the JFK assassination. <laughs> I mean, any big event, there's going to be some conspiracy th- theorists. Who killed Biggie and Tupac? Isn't what Obama just said? But um, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm surprised that he actually said that. But anyway, I, I just think Obama must just be like, you know what, dude? They just hate black people because there's nothing I can say to satisfy satisfy them. You know, there's nothing I can do to satisfy them. You'd think they'd be stoked about the death of Osama. 
but instead they're already. I, I do think there's a. I do think there is a, a strong correlation between birthers and racists. Yeah. I, I totally agree on that. But I don't. I think I bet you the deathers. I bet you the deathers are fifty fifty from the strong right wing uh, direction and the strong left wing direction. It wouldn't surprise me if they're coming from both angles. Well, I mean, you got to admit though, there are some suspicious circumstances surrounding all this yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to fuel the conspiracy fire but there are some weird things going on there there are definitely some weird things going on and so so uh, I, I read an article here that was in the la times opinion section and a bunch of deather these are deather submissions to the la times and they do bring up some points some interesting points that most points i i think could be easily refuted but still points nonetheless a one a lot of people are saying, why was there such a rush to dispose of Osama's body? You yes, know, all why? Sudden, like it was, well, part of the thing is we, they gave him a traditional Muslim burial. And, if, uh, and Muslims kind of have the same burial rituals as Jews. There's no embalming. So really you have to do it within three to four days. So, or it starts to stink. Yeah, so in accordance to... And Obama Muslims, probably stunk to begin with. <laughs> I'm sure so, Osama didn't smell all that good. Did but, I say um, Obama? Yeah. Or Osama? You and Fox, I knew I was going to do that at least once. You and Fox News. You and Everybody Fox does. News. I bet you do it before the show's over. I think I already did it three times, actually. <laughs> I just caught myself. But yeah, so... But anyway, you can say, why would we give him a traditional Muslim burial anyway? I mean, this guy's, a, this, this guy's like a villain. I mean, I, the, I I disagree with it. Yeah, I I think we should have uh, you know given him. Well, I guess Vader got a respectable burial too, so that's not a good example. Uh, I yeah yeah I don't agree with uh, keeping with his Muslim traditions about how he should be buried. Like fuck him. Well, uh, this guy goes on to say, doing so seems so highly suspicious. You'd think they'd want to put his body on display to prove to the world beyond a doubt that he's dead. Our government's explanation of burying his body at sea. Uh, to uh, avoid having um, his his uh, grave become a shrine uh, seems suspect to me. You know, I don't know. It, it sounds like it could be. A shrine for Americans to piss on or a shrine for Muslims to flock to? I think it's Muslims to flock to. Unless we had yeah. it in this country, then uh, we could like... I think just... we should have Han Soloed him in Carbonite. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> I mean, I actually kind of think that would be... Either that or I actually think what we should have done, which would have been the ultimate like middle finger to the Muslim community, is cremate him, which Muslims aren't allowed to be cremated. And then mix right. his ashes with the cement and build the Twin Towers exactly how they were before. You could throw some bacon in the cement, too. <laughs> Just That'd put be some good. bacon Pig's blood. in there, yeah, you know, and that, that might be good. Maybe a crushed up Britney Spears CD. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, see what happens. Um, I mean, we, we were waiting so long for Obama to come out and give that talk, you know? And uh, that was that really long hallway. And I, and I really did want him to come out sort of swinging a basket <laughs> or like a cardboard box, like at the end, the end of that movie, Seven. Like, What's in the box, man? What's in the fucking box? That would have been my great. Brad Pitt impression. And then he opens it up. He's like, booyah, motherfuckers, or like throws it out into the press corps. Hot potato. <laughs> well, my question is, do you think that's what he needs to do to convince these, this deather movement? Do you They'll think he has to go to each one, to every one of their houses, and hold that head like Perseus held Medusa's head, and just be like, "Here, look, look into the eyes of the Gorgon." Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. I, what was he supposed to do? Like, I just he wonder, can't do anything. 
but I don't know. I mean, well, the ne- the next the next level is you could show the picture, right? There's there there's high twelve megapixel high definition photos of his dead body somewhere. What what, what were they saying? That what are they going to start demanding a death certificate? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> that Trump's going to start demanding? Yes, a death that was certificate? the that was the hackiest joke yeah. that showed up five hundred times on my Twitter feed. Yeah. But the question is, though, why not show those pictures? Like, what, what, what's, what's the point of not showing those pictures? I mean, they showed Daniel Pearl being beheaded. They showed uh, uh, Saddam Hussein's sons with their heads half blown off. Do you really and think America I think the operative word there Osama? is they, they, Mr. Simon. Do we really want the to media. lower ourselves? The to media. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the Saddam thing was bought. The Iraqi government showed those pictures, right? Well, I think it was Reuters. I think it was Al Jazeera. I think. Uh, well, they, they got they, they, but they got it from the Iraqi government. Well, didn't Reuters have pictures uh, from the compound and the bloody bed? He didn't really have a nice bed. I kind of expected him to have a, like a water bed with a couple. Like he had like what twenty wives, shaped like a camel. Yeah, I thought there the be bed, not the wives. I thought there'd be something a little bit better than just like a mattress on the ground. But did, but Are you Reuters had pictures about Saddam or Osama. I, it wasn't on the ground. There were there were uh, bed legs. I saw them. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah. I, I did notice nice the bed. mirror on the ceiling. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> this is for when Abel uh, makes sexy time. But what I question, though, is, okay, I've, I feel that these pictures should be released. I know uh, the government's saying that, that if they release the pictures, it's going to further stoke the fires of terrorism and make the Muslims like raise their ire so they're going to start attacking, or then they'll have pictures to, to enshrine the memory of uh, Osama bin Laden. But really, yeah, of his mangled face. Great, yeah. Knock yourself out. Yeah, but but when, did, when, did we, when did we start worrying about... I mean, I, I understand that it is a legitimate concern to not shake the hornet's nest of Muslim extra, ex, extremism. But uh, there's other concerns, too. Like, what about cl- just closure for the American people? Does exactly. that not matter for anything? I mean, well, I think also it's just I just don't see what showing these pictures, releasing them on the cover of New York Times is really going to how it's going to affect anything. I mean, terrorists are already upset. They're not happy. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, upset. <laughs> they're pissed off. I mean, we, we've been partying upset. in the street. It's just like. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I just don't see the point of of sheltering these pictures. It's like, oh, they're too gruesome, dude. We've sat through six, six different versions of Saw. Like, how many, how many movies has Saw made? Six, five or six, yeah. I mean, three hostels. I don't think we've, I, I think we've seen gruesome. You know, Osama bin Laden, the world's most violent terrorist, with a bullet in his eye, not going to phase me. I don't know. No, you, I mean, I would probably get a little bit of an erection. I'm gonna, <laughs> I would chub up. I would have chubs for it. Would that satisfy the deathers? That's my question. Would it? Would the image silence the doubters, or would it just fan the flames? I, I, no, I just, and and this, these are two issues here. No, no nobody's going to ever satisfy the doubters. They're, I mean, they they revel in having things to doubt about, so the the picture will just give them more things to pick apart. But I still think the picture should be released for the rest of us. Westerners who need, who want and need to see them. I just think censorship of the media is wrong. But I I, I still think even if you do but, release these pictures, you're going to have people saying, "Oh, obviously that's photoshopped. Obviously it's not him. It's not him. They're going to dissect it because people just want they just want to embrace a conspiracy on anything or a conspiracy theory on anything." I don't think anybody's being censored though. It's not like the New York Times has the pictures and the government's 
the government forcing them not to release to... the pictures, though. Yeah, so that's not censorship. They're just playing. You know, uh, they're not sharing their they're toys. They're holding back information. I don't know. Do you but... think any of the seals uh, got souvenirs? <laughs> or are I they above I know that because they could... they're the elite? I mean, I would fucking be pulling one of his teeth out for sure to give to my great grandkid. Like, come here, kid. I got to show you something. Do you think? Do you it's think right they here got... is Hitler's tooth? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> do you think they pose for some Facebook photos though while they're on the helicopter with the body? Which is holding. Maybe it there. Up? Maybe there's. A, maybe there's a version of Facebook that's just for seals, like Seal Book. <laughs> just, just Navy Seals and Seal the pop singer are the only people allowed on it, and they can share those types of photos without losing their security clearance. Because I don't know if you knew this, but Seal has quite a high security clearance. I've heard that guy. Once just you lives once in you put your seal. once you once you put your penis in Heidi Klum's vagina. I mean, how many people have ever gone there before? That that's ultra top secret. His lips are sealed. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think it's a reason to celebrate, and uh, I think it's one day that America gets to. You know, obviously we haven't won the war on terrorism, but we do have a reason to get drunk for like uh, this whole week. So people enjoy it while while it's lasted, and I'm sure there's going to be conspiracy theorists until the end of time. But all I got to say is Gaddafi. He's probably, you, you better be shitting your pants right now because Obaminator is probably going to be coming after you next. Well, we already did. We tried to bomb his house. We didn't. That was just NATO. But I bet you if Obama's oh. like, all right, we know where, we know where Gaddafi is. He's going to be out now. Dude, that guy's like, he's, he's, he's more fearsome than uh, John Gotti. Badass. <laughs> he's, he's like the, the godfather now, you're saying? We'll see what happens. Who, who, who's the next person to get the hit? Oh. I don't know. So, uh, people, this is episode uh, 276 here of Sick and Wrong. Getting up there. So, a quick recap of last week's show, episode 275. We did three listener stories. Uh, the first story was about a snake farm, unfortunately named High End Herps. Uh, the second story is about a, uh, a rapist who claimed the black guy did it. And the third story is about a human cannibal who uh, died during his stunt, surprisingly. Uh, the story that won, which... Actually, you know, I, th- I think it makes sense. Probably was the worst story of, of them all was the uh, the rapist that got stabbed in the stomach and then blamed the black mm. guy. That was, I think, that was a that was a a, a five star story. It was the not the epitome of, of a five star, but yeah, there were definitely some sick and wrong aspects to that. So, congratulations, listeners, sent that in. You won episode two seventy five. People, you know the yeah. way sick and wrong works. Wacken and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. Audience votes. And a winner gets Sick and Wrong Care Package. You can send your submission to sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com. Submit them via the forum or through uh, Facebook. My Facebook, not Wackerby's. So, um, Although people keep doing that, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love when they post it. You know, just email me the story, man. Just, just send it to way. me. Don't, just don't post it. Uh, you know, I guess uh, I don't really care all that much. I mean, it's just Facebook, but yeah. I, I just don't want to get like 50 postings on my Facebook page. You just kind of a lot to wade through. Hmm. So before we get to uh, the stories here for episode 276, how about a quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. I'm going to do this quickly. All right. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment information and educational programming. Listen whenever and wherever you want, just like podcasts you're listening to right now. Okay. Can't, I can't speak that fast and that clearly. That was pretty good. That, that, was, a, that was a big skill in the 80s, speed talking. There were several <laughs> speed talking celebrities. Remember that? They do ads and stuff. What happened to those guys? Yeah, I remember it they just did. just fell out of fashion. But, I mean, aren't there still, uh, don't they still have auctions? Don't you need an auctioneer that's a speed talker? 
But auctioneering is not really speed talking because there's a lot of nonsense words in there. That's more just getting a rhythm and lulling people into a false sense of security. You know what speed talkers do now? They rap. That's oh. what speed talkers do. You'll Who's see the them. speedy rapper these days? There's a lot of them. It's a, Eminem uses the speedy rap technique and a lot of those guys. So maybe that's something I should do just kind of as a segue from podcasting into speed rapping. You know, now that now that you live near Compton, you're you're some kind of big fucking rack, rap rap expert now. Sorry, well, I know you. I know you out. think you live near. You do live near Oakland, but you don't live in Oakland anymore. So, Wanker, you kind of lost your street cred. Whereas I live in the ghetto downtown Los Angeles. So, <laughs> well, even Oakland doesn't. I'm have pretty much hu- black. Even Oakland doesn't have a huge <laughs> rap community. There's a couple, right? E4. Not nearly as much as like as New York City and and Los Angeles, though. Definitely not. Right. I mean, God, no. it's like uh, I see like five guys that look exactly like Easy E as soon as I walk out of my apartment building. When they say West Coast rap, they're not talking about the Bay Area. They're talking about Los Angeles. They're talking about Snoop, Long Beach. So um, I was just taking a break. You know, I got to get back to this. We're in the middle of doing a, a promo, not the history of rap. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just padding out the show with facts. History facts. of rap featuring Lance Wackerly, the authority on rap music and its people. <laughs> the last time I listened to a rap song was probably five years ago. Audible has over 1,000 science and tech titles and 1,100 science fiction and fantasy titles with more being added all the time. I feel like getting on a whip now. Faster! Faster <laughs> with a promo! Mush! <laughs> Over 75,000 items. Choose from every genre. Audible has it covered. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash it'll get your free audiobook today. God, that was Excellent. Hard. That was hard. I'm just hoping people got that. Audiblepodcast.com slash diddle. Well, Wanker, we've got a few good uh, stories here for episode 276. Let me kick off the show with my first listener submission. <laughs> All right, this one came in from uh, a name that I can't even pronounce. I don't even know if it's his real name or if it's just like the name, if it's the, the prefix to his email address. It's uh, Stoindra, S-T-O-I-N-D-R-E, Stoindre. This kind of sounds like a rapper's name. Yeah. He writes, hey, Adnan Lance, I'm almost a year behind on the podcast, slowly catching up. I saw this article today and had to send it in. Maybe I'll hear you talk about it when I catch up. Anyway, Oklahoma City, <laughs> what the fuck is in the water? I love the time-traveling podcast listener <laughs> who's like, I, I don't want to listen to them out of order. I might, it's, I might miss something. It's not The Wire, people. It's a fucking dumb podcast. Just listen to the up-to-date ones, and every once in a while, go back and catch an older one. I guess they're it's not going to ruin they the can continuity. Be, there can be chronological references occasionally. You know where a caller will call in and say I was talking about, but usually it's like a, a you know the show that was like a week or two ago, and yeah. and I mean, you and what I five percent of the show, yeah, and you and I never reference like uh, previous podcasts because we don't even remember. God, I don't even remember what I did like on Wednesday. We Let don't have like a week show ago. cliches or, or or recurring characters or anything. Well, Barney Frank <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Churchill shows up. But those no. aren't really recurring characters. I mean, if you They're know guests. who Barney Frank is, you do, you know. And if you don't, you don't. All it's I'm not saying, like I'm doing the church lady over here. All I'm saying, you're only as good as your uh, last show you recorded. So people, I would stay current and then go listen to an old show every now and then. 
But not this guy. This guy's the Doctor Who of podcasting here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oklahoma man. Attackers tattooed rapist on his forehead. And I'm not saying rapist. I'm saying raw pest. Uh, R-A-P-E-S-T. Yes. Two men and two women are accused of pinning down a man who has learning disabilities, tattooing the word raw pest on his forehead, and shocking his genitals with a stun gun before beating him unconscious with a baseball bat. And and so get people, raw pest isn't like some odd superlative that you've never heard that means the same thing as rapist. <laughs> they, they really don't know how to spell the yeah. word rapist. And, and, it's, and, a hard, it's a hard word to figure out, especially when you've got the tattoo gun and your piece of paper is struggling around <laughs> as you're trying to get the word out. <laughs> But but this but Wacker, on a serious note, this is the crux of the problem with education in this country. How are you ever going to be able to tattoo the word rapist on your victim if you can't spell it? If you never learn you're how gonna, to read? You're going to misspell it. You're going to misspell it, and then it's like... And now, who's the fool in this scenario? The guy that has raw pest on his head? Or you, who doesn't even know how to spell rapist? I think everybody comes out of that situation as a fool. And exactly. I, don't just, I don't just blame it on spelling either, because... You know, just the level of co- like planning, the ability to plan and coordinate a project among today's youths is sorely lacking. I mean, if you know you're not a good speller, maybe look up the word before you you pin the guy down and tattoo his. Maybe forehead. write it. And on Maybe your write hand. write it down. Yeah, on write it hand. on your hand. Write it yeah. on your hand. Maybe even on a piece of paper that you you know you got the outline of the kid's head. You write the correct spelling of rapist on the piece of paper. You put it right next to his head as you do. You know. Just, just well, planning. Or okay, or maybe practice at home. Spell it out phonetically. Look it up online. Spell it out phonetically. Sound it out, and then go and commit the uh, the, the tattoo beating. Practice on your little brother. Exactly. Or the pe- with a sharpie. Pet. With a sharpie. Yeah, with a sharpie. Yeah, you know, there's no forethought. That's exactly what it is. Wackily. Short attention span. America. No forethought. Right. The only thing they think plus, about plus is... Plus, they don't know how to spell a fucking simple word like rapist. <laughs> the only thing they think about is, where's the next bag of Cheetos I'm going to eat? That's it. Yeah. Where's um, my next Atari video game? Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> Detectives found no evidence to support the attacker's claims that Stetson Johnson, the 18-year-old kid with learning disabilities, tried to have sex with one of their female friends. Johnson of Oklahoma City said he's acquainted with all four of these people, for the attackers, but has never tried to hurt any of them. He said that the attack began when he was thrown to the ground and kicked in the face a dozen times by two men, while two women took turns using a stun gun on his genitals. Yeah. All the while, they were yelling obscenities at him. Obscenities. He said, I was screaming. It was hurting. Who gives a fuck about obscenities? Yeah, at that time, it doesn't really matter. You're getting your balls stun-gunned. Yeah. He, he says two women and two men are being uh, held without bail but have not been formally charged, according to Captain Jody's suit. Uh, police plan to recommend charges of assault and battery, maiming by disfigurement, and uh, kidnapping. Apparently, they placed duct tape around Johnson's hands and held him down while one tattooed the word rapest on his forehead. The word, apparently a misspelling of rapist, has been since been covered with another tattoo that looks like a barcode. I don't know which one's worse in this scenario. Maybe raw pest. But uh, but Wacker, have you seen uh, the, the the movie or the the book or and movie now? Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. No, everybody recommends it to me, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. 
There's three books, right? The three books, and they're a, a bit too long. I, I've read the first one, and uh, it's a little cheesy, but it, but there there are some good scenes in it. And this scene is probably one of the most memorable, where uh, the main character is like this goth chick that's like four feet tall and weighs like eighty pounds. Somehow, somehow subdues her attacker, but she uses like a stun gun. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in uh, tattoos, uh, the word rapist, sadistic pig. She she spelled it correctly though. But um, she's smart like that. <laughs> It's interesting to me because I, I can't imagine them, these kids here reading, have, re, you know, have actually read the books. I'm assuming that they uh, just saw the movie and thought it was funny. Uh, but doesn't the movie have subtitles? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know where they I, – I just find it hard to believe that they would have come up with this idea on them, by themselves. Tattooing somebody's face against their will? Yeah, and especially the word rapist. Hmm. Maybe oh, yeah, that's the okay. All that's right. what she yeah. did. You're probably right. They probably saw the movie. So the attacker's also tattooed a phrase on his chest that resembles "I like little boys." But that's a it tattoo. resembles that. It doesn't actually say that. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's just misspelling too. everywhere. Yeah, that's just a tattoo you'd never want to have on your body. Uh, they then they then put Johnson in a car, transported him to a lake, and uh, he was beaten in the arms and head with a baseball bat, causing a gash in his head that required 18 stitches to close. He's, so even without the tattooing, this is a pretty gruesome abduction beating. and beating, yeah, and so, stunning. Yeah, that t- the tattooing was just the you know the uh, salt on the wound here. I mean, he was already mm. uh, definitely severely beaten before that. Uh, he spent a week in the hospital, including three days in intensive care unit for treatment of a fractured skull, broken nose, and other wounds sustained in the beating. Uh, he claims that they almost killed me. He said he would like to have his tattoos removed, but cannot afford it. In the meantime, he had the one on his forehead turned into a barcode with the numeral 7 that he hopes will bring him luck and a reference to 2010, which he said was a good year for him. This kid does have learning disabilities. Where did he get the barcode idea? That's, that's more zany than the tattooing rapist on his forehead. Like that, that had to come from somewhere, right? A I still barcode? don't understand how the barcode could completely adequately cover up the raw pet, the the misspelled board rapist. Well, didn't you see the photo? Yeah, but can't you still kind of make out letters? Barely. Huh. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do, isn't that supposed to be the mark of the beast also that was uh, foretold by Nostradamus and or revelations or something that we're all going to have barcodes on our hands and that's how the Christians are going to know that the rapture's com- coming, which incidentally is supposed to happen like in two weeks. In two weeks? Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that was his idea here. Uh, his parents say that he feels it's unsafe for him here and that he can't sleep at night. His sister, Crystal, said the incident makes her fear for the safety of her two small children. She claims that I, li- people- I like that his parents f- feel that the area may be unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clearly demonstrated at this point, right? Definitely. She says that people are evil these days. And That's you know, Wackley, I got to say, there's truth to that statement. I mean, right now, right now, right at this very moment, there are growing men who are making fun of her son on a radio show on the internet. That they're not even paid to do this radio show. They do this radio show for free and make fun of people that get rapists tattooed on their heads. I can't believe that that's happening. Yeah, I, I'm in the uh, I'm in the conspiracy theorist uh, camp. There, that that isn't really happening. That's that's a government <laughs> hoax. <laughs> Well, anyway, the story is not a hoax, and it did really happen. He's got tattooed indisputable proof on his forehead. 
I'm going to have to give this five stars, man. That's something you got to live with the rest of your life. And the kid didn't even do anything. He didn't even get any ass out of it. If he actually did do some rapings, maybe he might yeah. have deserved this. But he didn't. And he could be like, it was worth it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, God, it was the best sex I've ever had. But he can't even say that. He just got beaten and uh, a misspelled word on his tattooed. Give him a five. He can, get it, he can get it lasered off if he saves up some money, right? I don't think this kid's ever going to have that much money. Uh, yeah, well, maybe there maybe there's a good Samaritan plastic surgeon who will give him a discount. Maybe. Well, we should maybe. make a shout out. I give it a four and a half, and I, the only reason I'm maybe deducting a half a point is this whole tiptoeing around learning disabilities, which is something that's coming out in more and more stories, and it's starting to piss me off. What do you mean that uh, people just are uneducated these days, and that's what? No, just what? This what does that even? What does that mean? What? No, because they say he has learning disabilities. Well, what does that mean? Is he? Is he like super severely disabled? Does he have ADD? Like everybody seems to have nowadays. Is he just have dyslexia? I mean, what? What does learning disability mean? And why is it tiptoed around in the first place? Yeah, you know, it seems to be a catch-all phrase. It's it's vague. And it's, 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 it's supposed to elicit sympathy or or maybe not, or maybe make us think that, oh, well, he has learning disabilities. Maybe he did try to rape somebody because he doesn't know any better, you know? Yeah, it's, just, kind of, it's, I, it's some pussyfooting, r- stupid reporter thing that they've, they've start to, t- started to use a lot, I think. I think it's just, uh, yeah, it's a contemptible attempt to, gain, to garner sympathy for the victim. It's hacky. It's hacky. All right, I'll take that. Well, what do you have here for uh, episode 276? Uh, a listener writes in, Hey, Dean Lance, longtime listener. Of course, this happened in Florida. The penis of the United States. <laughs> That's my editorialization. <laughs> I found this on... Sack. She says, I found this on Clutch Magazine, which I've never heard of, but I'm going to become interested in. And she says, it's a magazine for black ladies like myself. With articles titled such, article titles such as, black people are drinking Kool-Aid. So are white people, to be honest with you. I love Kool-Aid. And uh, another article title, Earth Day is for black people, too. <laughs> Anyways, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Love you guys. Mathama? Ma- Mathama? I don't know what her name is. It's some... Uh, Sounds some, some kind of African name. Africanized like name. She probably wasn't born she... in this country. I'd like to see a birth certificate. Um, well, she writes very she writes very <clears throat> coherently. I mean, especially compared to most of our listeners. So I assume she's in English as her native language. But sometimes black parents, especially in the 70s and 60s, tried to give their kids the throwback names. Yeah, like Kalumda. <laughs> so, so Wacker, is this... I've never heard that before, but okay. <laughs> is this Wacker or Wacker? Is this like a like a magazine like Jet or Ebony, like a lifestyle magazine? Oh uh, well, from her, des- I've never heard of it before. But from her description, it seems like maybe it could be a little more irreverent. Maybe maybe it's the black person's Vice magazine. I wonder if as it's much that as I hate hip. Vice, this one interests interests me. Yeah, I wonder if it's that hip. It sounds like it's kind of hip. I'm I'm have to I'm have to check out Clutch. Doesn't really right. have a name that sounds like that appeals to, you know, young urban females, but maybe, maybe it does. Um, maybe it'll give us some perspective on on, you know, African Americans and and rid us of our stereotypical ideas. Right, that would be that would be appreciated. 
So like she said, this is from Miramar, Florida. Uh, Two hearing impaired men are recovering from stab wounds they suffered when a a patron of Hallandale Beach Bar, of a Hallandale Beach Bar, apparently mistook their sign language, American sign language, for gang signs. Uh, so, you know, we gotta, they throw up the W for the West Coast or the East Side or whatever. You know, you know the gang signs, right? God, you know I swear to God, about? dude. Every time I hear this, it's like Florida, shallow end of the gene pool. <laughs> how, how would you penis, not know? Penis of America. Yeah, exactly. It's just you are in the nutsack of America right there and you live in it. You live at the bottom of the nutsack where like the lazy sperm rests. One of the guys' name uh, was named Alfred Stewart. Uh, the other man, whose name could not be confirmed, which I wonder if that's just code for or understood by the reporter who doesn't know sign language. <laughs> uh, well, like like I said, they are both stabbed. Um, according to Stewart, actually, they're talking to Stewart's mom, who is livid about this. Uh, the the kid is thirty one, so he's not really a kid, and I think the other guy is about, about the same age. But his mom is fifty one. Meaning she had him when she was 20, which is neither here nor there. But she's pissed off. She says that uh, her son met up with several of his friends for a birthday get-together. Not his birthday, somebody else's. On Friday night at the bar. Were these hearing-impaired friends? Good question. Most of the friends took classes all together uh, at the uh, Miami Central High School uh, for the hearing-impaired. So I think they all were uh, deaf people. Okay, so or, answer me or this. Mostly though, deaf. At the risk right. of sounding insensitive, why would a deaf person go to a club? To pick up bitches. Yeah, but why you else? can't hear any music. You can't talk. You can't spit any game unless they, I mean, you kind of sound like a seal. It's like I. Maybe, I just, <laughs> but no, but there's other deaf people there. They went to party with all the deaf people. All right, I guess it's. So why, you know, I'm surprised they don't just have like. So maybe they were in like the – so it was a group of deaf people in the club. It wasn't just deaf, like two yeah. deaf guys being like, we're going to have a lot of kids in that. No, no. Like, I'm <laughs> assuming there were at least 10 there, although it's not specified. All right. I, I mean, I don't want to say that deaf people can't go and do whatever the hell they want to do. They should be able to. Plus, I don't – I mean, I mean, you, you, you say that like why would you go – you do realize they have alcohol at the club, right? I guess, but don't you think that would make sign language a bit difficult? Any more so than it makes talking difficult when you're wasted? No, I think it's probably the same. <laughs> Maybe. I, and, I, and actually, so, you know, when Sleazy E goes to the bar, he has an advantage over somebody like me because I'm a completely drab, average, sort of fade-into-the-background type person because Sleazy E busts out the, uh, the English, English accent, accent, and that gives him a little bit of, like, entree to talking to a woman. But you don't think that happens with deaf people? I you know I really don't think uh, most girls are impressed by a deaf guy. Maybe, I mean, because they're good with their fingers. But I I don't yeah. know. I am the king of finger bang. <laughs> How do you sign that? <laughs> I mean, do you do you really think Marley Matlin would be on The Apprentice if she wasn't deaf? I mean, she's cute, but it's not yeah, like she's an no, incredible actress she, or anything. I think obviously she's an, yeah. an exception because she's deaf. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're well, allowed. But, to, I see wait, your point. They're allowed to go to. They should go to clubs. I mean, obviously, allowed he's probably, to. Well, There's no, reasons for them to go to clubs. I'm just That's saying, if I'm I was saying. a deaf guy, I would be at home and I'd be bitter and I would be cursing at my parents in sign language because she took smoked a joint while she was pregnant with me or something. Huff's Actually, this guy they uh, they point out that he became deaf at, deaf at the age of four after a car accident. 
so it wasn't genetic. All right, well, I'd be pissed at my dad for drinking beer and driving with me and not properly... <laughs> Maybe the other driver me. was drunk. <laughs> You're just a bitter person. But, but you know, I do understand the being staying at home thing because uh, uh, people that are good at sign language, in addition to being good at finger-banging, are probably incredible masturbators. <laughs> I think I'm going to use this technique with the uh, pinky swivel wave and uh, the forefinger, uh, you know, stroking up and down technique. Do they close caption porn? Oh, I'm sure they do. They should. I mean, how could they not? If they don't, that's a target market right there. I know. It's another uh, sick and wrong business venture. That was just given away on the air <laughs> and we will make nothing from it. Um. So what happened? So they're there partying with the deaf people. Uh, the mother says that her son told him that, uh, a woman approached the group at the bar and yelled at them. I'm assuming she's trashed and she's not deaf because she's yelling at them. Uh, but since they could not comprehend what she was saying, they paid little attention to her. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I can't think of something more futile than that. Like a woman screaming at a bunch of deaf people. And then just not get... Like, they know she's trying to get their attention, but they're just like, fuck you. Her ty- and actually, we've talked about this before, where I'm always cornered at the bar by the old Vietnam vet drunk guy, right? Yeah. So if I was deaf, or if I was pretending to be deaf, I could ignore him and be and just be like, I don't... I'm making hand motions, you know? I, I can't understand you. And then a real so. deaf guy would walk up and punch you in the face. That might happen. I'll take that chance. Or then I have to end up talking to the Vietnam vet guy who's deaf, <laughs> pretending like I understand his sign language, Hearing nodding, was smiling. Was lost in oh. Vietnam by a grenade. Yeah. yeah. Now, now look what I've got myself into. So she gets pissed off, this woman, not, not, not one of the deaf people, but the crazy woman. Uh, they pay little attention to her. She left the bar and returned moments later with a man carrying a knife. Uh, the mom says that her son doesn't remember much about what happened. He only remembers everyone fighting, and then he ran to the bathroom where he noticed blood all over his shirt. He'd been stabbed by the guy. So this woman, I don't know if I pointed this out, but uh, I think I did, she thought that these people signing, using sign language, were making were gang signs. gang signs, yeah. You know, that I'm, sounds almost implausible. That it she it really sounds implausible that. to me, but I mean, she was obviously intoxicated and misinterpreted this. But do people still do that? And what's the purpose of doing it? Who does it? Do you do, you do it to like intimidate others and say, I, "Here's my gang sign," like you know, to, to to scare somebody or be like, "This is my turf." But do people? I thought that was something they did in like the '80s and '80s gangs, you know, like in the the Beat It video. The Beat It video. The greatest representation of American gang culture that's ever been born. I thought gangs were like that, you know? I just didn't didn't think people still to this day, maybe in Florida, because Florida is like stepping back in time, like 15 years. Why don't you go out on the street in your little neighborhood there and start making some awkward hand gestures? Just stand on the corner and see, and you can do some research. You know that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd that like, would be interesting. <laughs> be a social experiment to see if my 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 fake gang signs actually mean anything. Yeah, I actually wouldn't do that. If you have a recommendation, <laughs> I know I still think it goes on, and everything that you said facetiously that you didn't understand is exactly what's going on, right? They're they're claiming territory. They're claiming. Uh, affiliation and you know it's inti- to in, uh, intimidation you. to the people who aren't in your group 
Um, but it just seems like if you don't like, first thing you have to know the gang signs, right? You have to know it's like a secret handshake. So if you don't know it well enough to the point where you're mistaking sign language for it, then you're not even a person who should be concerned that people are, are, are making hand gestures. Cause you obviously don't exactly. even know what the gang sign is. Cause you're mistaking it for like the ABCs of sign language. And, and not to mention how old is this woman? Is she even in a gang? Is she a crip or a blood? Like what? Is she like a middle-aged lady? Um, she's 45 and her name's Barbara Lee, which is one of our, our great, uh, U.S. representatives up here in uh, the Bay Area. She's a very crazy anti-war woman. Uh, and she's 45. And the guy, and I'm assuming she's a black lady, the Barbara Lee that's our, our representative in the Bay Area is a black lady. And then she goes and gets uh, a guy named, Mar- the guy with the knife was named Marco Ibanez, and he's 19. Hmm. So I didn't think there were <laughs> gangs that accepted both blacks and Mexicans. I thought they were kind of racially segregated, but who knows what the fuck goes on in the crazy state of Florida. Are they in their own gang? Like, what gang are they affiliated with? Two-man wolf pack? You mean that gang? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like I'm uh, the young guy that hangs out with, like, middle-aged lady gang. I, do, I don't get it. Oh, I'm sure he's hitting that shit. Definitely. Well... She's been, uh, Barbara Lee, 45, uh, oh, actually, let me reverse a little bit. Um, so the reporter called the bar, uh, and an employee of Ocean's Eleven Bar, which is the name of the bar, said on the phone, what happened here was stupid, very stupid, she said before hanging up. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta love bar employees, best attitude ever. Um, uh, so Barbara Lee's been, uh, charged with aggravated battery causing bodily harm, two counts of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and probation violation. Of course she was on probation. Uh, Marco Ibanez 19, the guy with the knife, he's been charged with one count of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Now why is this? People were stabbed. They were. So why isn't this attempted murder? Because the one kid... The one kid was in the hospital for two days. He had to have 20 stitches. I mean, these were serious knife wounds. Like, what the fuck is going on in, in Broward County? You know, the, the king of crazy fucking violent crime. So what would have Capital happened? of crazy violent crime, where they're giving out these fucked up Just sentences one count. Yeah, or charges. It's, it's, that seems rather lenient. That seems like a uh, United Kingdom type of sentence. I feel like the whole story is not being told. Like, maybe they were fucking with, the deaf people were fucking with this woman. I don't know why she told the cops that it was gang sign. I don't know why, or, or she thought it was gang signs. I don't know, maybe she thought she was going to get an easier, I don't know. There's wackily, there's conspiracy theories. <laughs> it is. They talked to a uh, a psychologist at the Center for Hearing and Communication, uh, you know, a deaf person psychologist, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, and she said the incident was bizarre, but said it's not rare for hearing impaired people to be caught up in angry confrontations, uh, not because people think that they're showing gang signs, but uh, this happens when people are speaking a foreign language too, especially when you're drunk, is people think that the deaf people are are talking shit about them because they can't understand the sign language as maybe you couldn't understand Spanish or Korean or something. You assume they're talking shit about you, and then you you start shit with them. And those are the same, same type of people who don't know how to spell the word rapist. They usually mm-hmm. think that. Exactly. So what happens wackily? I mean, I'm not going to like uh, say that the, these people were fortunate. They, I mean, obviously, it was good, a good thing that they, the deaf people were not killed. The victims were not murdered. 
But what would have right. happened if they had their fingers actually cut off? Like the guy attacking the chainsaw, they had no fingers left. What would they do? How would they sign? How would they communicate? That's a good, that's a good question. That's like having your tongue cut out. Exactly. I, I just um, don't know what they would end up doing. They'd probably have to develop a new American fist language. Toe language. <laughs> Nub language. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, um, I'm going to have to give this a four. And I'm going to give this a four for a couple of reasons. One, I feel that you know no one no one is obviously murdered. I think they're going to come out of this relatively unscathed. And I th- and and two, I just think that it's uh, deaf people just shouldn't be at a club. I don't know, deaf and blind people. I just think that they're misplaced when they're at a club. I mean, I can't believe you're saying that, especially blind people. I mean, who is going to play the guitar at Roadhouse? Oh yeah! If it's not the blind, blind guy and Ray Charles, you're right. you're you're a blasphemer, man. All right, all I'll right. I take that back. I take that back. That people could go out, but I kind of feel like they invite a lot of uh, this type of antipathy. It's like you're you're going. You live in Broward County, Florida, where there's a bunch of like idiots that live there, and you're going to like a, a gangster club where obviously felons probably hang out. They're not going to understand it. Why would not you go to another club? A club in like a little more upscale area. <laughs> I'm not so sure this is <laughs> coffee downscale. shop. I think maybe there's a lot of a lot of mixing and the, the the clubs aren't so segregated in in Miami. Okay, I'm just saying they should the hang out at Starbucks. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get uh, shot at a Starbucks or stabbed. Somebody might throw hot coffee in your face. I guess that could happen. <laughs> um, I just I mean I just think I I don't want to be the guy who blames a person who gets raped because they're wearing slutty clothes, but like. Just, just get out of Florida. Yeah, it is kind of your fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I give it a four. Also, I'm giving it a four. The third story that was sent in for episode 276 came in through uh, Pink Piano, a member of the Sick and Wrong forum. He writes in, "Yeah, that's just wrong." And you know, a, a few people sent this story in, and it is a story that normally I wouldn't do a story of this nature on Sick and Wrong. Because it's just kind of one of those stories that's like, this is so bizarre and so weird. You guys totally got to talk about it because it's just weird and bizarre. Uh-huh. But it brings up some interesting points. And a lot of people sent it in. And I think it does bear mentioning here on the show. It broke the threshold of being too weird but not weird enough. It's actually too weird and just really fucking weird. It's weird and it's funny and it's just really fucking weird. It's just really random. It's something that I think is going to irrevocably change the life of all the people involved. It's just something they'll always remember and talk about. So a man high on bath salts kills neighbor's goat. I love that. I love that headline there. This happened in Charleston, West Virginia. Please say uh, a man high on bath salts killed his neighbor's pygmy goat and that neighbors found him in his bedroom dressed in a bra and panties masturbating (laughs) on the dead animal. Oh, they left some shit out of the head. <laughs> Couple items. The best so part so of many it, words. too. You know what's sad about this? Do you know? Have you ever seen a pygmy goat? Do you know what a pygmy goat is? I can imagine what one is. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen one or not. It, it's become like this, uh, the hot pet to own in Los Angeles and Hollywood. Oh, it's the new potbelly pig? It's the new potbelly pig. You see, Tori Spelling walks her pygmy goat. Are you and, uh, shitting me? I am not shitting you. You go look on uh, any of those celebrity 
websites or Us Weekly or whatever, and you'll see at least three celebrities, you know, uh, walking walking one of their their, their pygmy goats. And they sell I mean, out I like guess two years in Seriously, advance. now that you're down in L.A., you are the trend master. I'm going to have to look for you for that. But I can't – I mean, I guess it's cheap because you just feed them cans, right? No, I, I don't – you know, I have no idea what they eat. And I think people are going to like – people right now are going to love these things until one of them eventually eats one of their children. And then they're like, or oh, kicks. my God. Or, or stabs them with their horns. Don't they have horns? I don't think they're probably hornless, but they kick, right? They'll kick you in the face is what will happen. Yeah. Knock I mean, the kid's and, teeth out. Yeah, and, and they have like three stomachs and like voracious appetites. Uh, Mark, Mark Thompson here, 19, 19-year-old kid, is charged with animal cruelty after police got a call from a woman who said he stole her goat at about 3.15 a.m. Lisa Powers, the neighbor, said she bought the goat as a gift to her four-year-old grandson. They named the male goat Bailey after a female character on the Disney Channel television show, The Sweet Life on Deck. Are you shitting me, number two? <laughs> they named their goat Bailey, and it's against. It's after a TV character. It's not after the song Bill Bailey's Goat. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's not named after, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the dude from the Mighty Boosh. You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe, old Greg? Or, or Beetle Bailey. Or Beetle Bailey, yeah. I don't know. No, mm. this is from a, a television show on the Disney Channel that I've never heard of. Uh, she said that the baby just loved it. The four-year-old loved the uh, pygmy goat. So um, on Monday morning, her nephew, Joshua, got a call from a neighbor early. They said that the goat was wandering around in Mark Thompson's house, and he'd better come and get it. <laughs> they called my nephew because he'd been there before. So uh, the woman here, Lisa Powers, and, <clears throat> and, the, and her nephew walked into Thompson's house looking for the goat. They entered How the house. How old is the nephew, do we know? Is it a young kid, or is he also 19? <clears throat> you know, they actually don't state his age here. But the three entered their house, and they made their way to Thompson's bedroom door when Thompson yelled out to them. He said, don't come in here, I'm naked. <laughs> which, which normally to me, I'd be like, you know, I don't know if I really want to go in there. The guy's naked, I'm going to call the cops and maybe have them go in there. Because he's naked and he has my goat, and there's something going on in there that I don't want to see. Because I'll never be able to unsee it. No, never will be unseen. But they opened the what door do do? anyway. Oh. And he was standing there with his pants down. He was wearing women's clothing. And the goat was dead. And there was blood everywhere. It was just a scene. My question <laughs> is, a scene out of what? <laughs> I know. The goat Rapist 3? <laughs> That's like saying it was really something. <laughs> yeah, it, what was kind of thing? it was just something? a scene. I don't know if this is a scene that you regularly see, because I've never seen a scene like this. Can we get a modifier on that noun, please? <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> disturbing. Yeah, like a disturbing grotesque. scene. Yeah, like uh, unforgettable. Anything. You know, this, it's not just a scene. No. Uh, Thompson then uh, ran out of the front door when the nephew asked him about the dead goat in his room. I think at this point you're beyond the point of asking questions. As he's zipping by, hey, what about my goat that's dead? Oh, there he goes. <laughs> You're wearing a broad panties, and my goat has uh, semen all over it and blood. There's something going on here. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be 911 and uh, lock the door and hold it shut. So I got I to gotta ask. <laughs> he's, he's fucking the goat, right? <laughs> and he's got the panties on. So I, is he pulling them to the side? You know, I, I don't know. But they do have a little bit more of a description right here. 
Also, I kind of, I, I only ask because I kind of have a pulling to the side fetish. A pulling I don't know to, about you. A pulling to the, you mean when girls pull to the side? Right, when you're having sex with a girl and she actually doesn't take her panties off, but she just pulls them to the side. I find that really hot. But no goat or anything like, or any other. Well, the goat, the goat's not animal. wearing the panties. The dude is. <laughs> I guess I'm just. I'm not a transvestite. I don't find wearing women's underwear erotic. But given my penchant for the girl pulling them to the side i'm assuming if i did like wearing women's panties and fucking goats i would probably also enjoy pulling them to the side <laughs> so if was you were them. fucking the goat wearing the panties you wouldn't take the panties off when you fuck the goat i would pull them to the side pull them to the side that's good to know and thank you for sharing it's just that something record. people might want to know about me <laughs> So when police entered the house, they found fresh blood near the front door of the bedroom. And in Thompson's bedroom, uh, they found blood all over the, the door. Inside the bedroom, they found a small gray and white goat wearing a pink collar, lying dead. Uh, blood was pouring out of its neck. There was a pornographic magazine laying a few feet from the goat. It's the same pornographic magazine that Osama has, right? Yeah, I don't, and actually, well, this one didn't have pictures of <laughs> cloven-hoofed <camels>. animals. <laughs> Thompson allegedly told police that he was on bath salts for about three days. And, see, this right here, I find to be just completely just uh, confusing. I don't understand this. When did bath this is salts the, this become is the a drug? Learn something, yeah, this is the learn something new every day portion of the story. I like, mean, how did Epsom I miss? Salts? How did we miss out on this? Why? Why did we not know? That I, I thought I could use, I thought I snorted, sniffed, huffed any chemical I could possibly find to get high when I was Smoked a kid. Smoked a banana peel, a I, cattail, I took drank nutmeg some Robitussin. And poured it into water, drank it straight, Robitussin with 7-Up, you know, I, I mean, huff, any... Huff Scotchgard. Gasoline, even, anything, rubber cement, anything I could use to try to get high, I never even thought about bath salts. Do you like the bath salts? Do you smoke the bath salts? Do you ingest the bath what, what do you do? How did you know this? And you used to have the Anarchist Cookbook, right? And it's not in there? There's nothing about bath salts in there. Anarchists don't use bath salts. <laughs> Maybe they didn't know either. What does it I don't do? know. I mean, what does it to do me. to you? Is it, what is it similar to? I don't, you just hallucinate? or? Well, one know. thing I think it does is make you fuck goats and then kill them. And so it's, Maybe it's not a high that I want. Like, I can, now I'm reading this, I'm thinking, I don't want to fuck a goat and kill it. I don't want to fuck a dead goat. I don't think I want to do bath salts. There's a correlation yeah, you here. Mi- you missed a really good meme opportunity. You're <laughs> supposed to say, fucking and killing a goat is, an, is it normal, but on bath salts it, it is. It is normal, yeah. Bath beautiful. salts, not I, even I don't know. Once. I just feel, feel I'll steal, steer clear of a drug that uh, would make me fuck goats. Oh. We could also be missing the point that he's actually just on methamphetamines and his mom found them in his pocket and we're like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, oh, that's bath salts? Uh, are you buying that? <laughs> and it's really... Because me- if they said he was on meth, then I would just believe the story, you know, without any question. It could be. So uh, yeah. the police investigated or questioned people in the community where Thompson lives and they said that... Uh, members of the community said that they've been concerned about his mental health for years now. I don't think they're very well, happy. Well, who so over somebody there. somebody saw the goat alive walking around his apartment, right? Cuz they called the, the neighbor called, yeah. the grandma. And they said the goat's in there, so they saw like roaming around and they were probably looking in his window and also saw him parading around in his little bra and panties, right? 
So yeah, that's why they uh, busted in there and uh, and ended up finding him with his bronze panties covered in blood, masturbating to a porn of the <laughs> of cloven hoofed animals. It's a scene, Wackerly. A scene. <laughs> I know. I'm conflicted on whether I wish I had a neighbor like that or I'm really glad I don't. Because it would be very entertaining, but every once in a while you'd have to deal with him. Right? Well, the police say that he's a neighborhood pariah. They say, from what I understand, they that the neighbors have been fearful of him before. Uh, Powers, the woman who bought the goat for her four-year-old grandson, uh, said that uh, she asked... Mark Thompson here, not to come back to her house ever, but he'd come anyway. He's been a menace since I've lived here. He runs through the woods screaming, cursing, and hitting things. What scared me was I didn't want him to hurt one of my grandchildren. So apparently yeah. he's, he's been a menace for uh, quite some time. And I wonder if every neighborhood has this. And I wonder how many people are neighborhood pariahs actually listen to this show. I can name a couple on the forum that post a lot that probably the neighbors hate. <laughs> They're probably very well behaved in their normal everyday life, actually. You think, though? You think in the, on the internet that's when they become uh, anarchistic rebels? Except for BK. I bet you he's really a freak in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, I think it's sick and I think it's wrong to murder a four-year-old pygmy goat named Bailey... Or four-year-old's pygmy goat named Bailey, and then uh, jack off on it wearing a woman's bra and panties. I'm gonna have to give this just out of just sheer weirdness and the what the fuck quotient of this story. I'm gonna have to say like this is a five star. No, I'm surprised that nobody in the article tried to say that he was a, some type of a Satan worshiper. Is that are we past that age now where everybody attributes everything to the worship of the devil? I think if the, if the bra and panties weren't on. Then there would have been some Satan worship. <laughs> what? So, so all I have to do to absolve myself of Satan worship is wear a bra and panties? Come on. Yeah, I just think it, it becomes, it moves the line from being, okay, this guy's a scary, you know, satanic person to he's a pervert. Pervert uh, trumps, trumps, it's just so much worse than being a Satan worshiper that then that doesn't even bear mentioning. Is that what you're saying? Or I th- it's a completely different category. I think, yeah, I think uh, being a Satanist is a lesser charge. I think it's like, okay, he listens to heavy metal music. He's crying out for attention versus this dude fucks goats. He is fucking weird and disgusting and should not be living in our community. But don't you think that it's weirder? That he's masturbating over a dead, bloody goat than if he's just fucking a goat and letting it go? That, see, that's my, I think it's weirder that he cut the goat's head off or slit its throat, and now he's masturbating over the bleeding corpse. Yeah, but what if he that's has... That's what's weird. Okay, but what if he has the panties pulled to the side? Does that make everything right? It makes it a little more erotic. <laughs> <laughs> but still pretty gross. I give it a five, obviously. Come on. Yeah, I think it's a five-star. Well, people, you decide who won episode 276. Go vote, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, I got a few phone calls. Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is the number. Uh, and we got an email or two to get to, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Nice. Before we get to our first phone call, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, Sick and Wrong fans. Did you know that this month is International Butt Plug Month? It's true. Go to adamandeve.com and check out their huge selection. There's dildos, butt plugs, vibrators, and jack-off sleeves in sizes ranging from baby dick to John Holmes. Remember to enter the coupon code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like Kitty does to herself while listening to Dean Lance. 
You'll get 50% off just about any item, six free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a special bonus gift. Go to adamandeve.com today. So, Wacker, we got a couple phone calls. Sick and wrong hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, the first call um, is from a longtime listener, actually. And uh, I think she's referencing a show a few weeks ago. We were talking about what it takes to become a, uh, a porn star, male porn star. But she's oh, a female right. porn star, obviously. That. So she's talking yeah. about her first time auditioning for porn, which I never knew that uh, women had to do that. But here, let's... yeah, I, I thought it was like, do you have a vagina? Yeah, all right, you're in. You're in. Yeah. No, you, you know, Tits? you don't have a vagina. Do you have an asshole? <laughs> so here's call number one. Hi guys, it's Christina. Um, I just heard your last episode, and uh, <laughs> it reminded me of when I was doing porn, uh, and everything that D says is true. That you have to go through the whole thing where. You know, you have to go and actually meet the people, the producers of whichever company that you're, you know, that you want to audition for, whoever's holding, uh, I don't know, who's ever doing the fucking movie. Anyway, um, I had to do that, and I went out to L.A. for a couple of weeks, um, and I was completely not prepared for any of them. I wasn't wearing any clothing. I was all, you know, just. What do you suppose the right clothing is? Just like a slutty outfit? I mean, if you're going to audition for a porn, wouldn't you wear something somewhat sexy? I would recommend panties that can be pulled to the side. <laughs> I recommend yoga me. pants. I love girls wearing yoga pants. But you can't pull yoga pants to the side. You can pull them down. But uh, well, anyway, down. let's see what she was wearing. I, mean, I just wonder if she's saying I wasn't dressed sexy. It's like, were you wearing culottes and like a, a you know, long sweater from the Gap or something? You know those Janko jeans? <laughs> I've been, I was introduced to this uh, recently. They're those like raver, not even current raver, but raver from the 90 big jeans oh, that go down and they're like... ridiculous jeans. Yeah, they're called Jankos? Yeah. I think... I might be getting it wrong, but something like that. <laughs> She's probably wearing those. Not very attractive. Yeah, not sexy. You know, not even wearing makeup. So I just... I only got like out of the six or seven uh, meet and greets, I guess. I only got one. But anyway... Very next day, I got a call to go and audition for Jenna Jameson, and I was thinking, "Whoa, that's fucking huge!" <laughs> so I, you know, I go, I take the that bus, which takes forever, and then like two taxis, and I get to this big porn. Like, it looks like you know, like a small, a small like Hollywood studio set. And as I'm walking through the gates, you know, I see like Ginger Lynn in like this hot little car just driving past me, waving at security guards. So I'm thinking like, oh wow, this is really cool. I'm gonna. Isn't Ginger Lynn like a porn star from the '80s? Yeah, well, so is Jenna James. Well, I guess Jenna Jameson is She's the 90s. '90s. Yeah, right? she uh, she was in that basketball movie. So this so. must have been kind of a while ago. I wonder if Ron Jeremy. I wonder if she. I wonder if Christina here did a scene with Ron Jeremy. That'd be interesting to. Find but I don't. Out. But Christina's not that old. Christina's like twenty five. So this. She must have been really young. Well, you know, and she's saying that she's auditioning with Jenna Jameson, meaning that Jenna Jameson was probably out of porn at this point and, and, producing and doing the something. producing, yeah. and probably Ginger Lynn was doing the same thing. So. Yeah. Naked, yeah. I guess, you know. And then I go into the studio. I'm waiting, and there's two other girls there, all done up. Um, and, you know, there's a film crew, like video cameras following us around. And I still really didn't know what the project was or what I was auditioning for. But um, 
you know, eventually they put me into this room, they put a robe on me, I'm completely naked underneath, and, you know, they're asking me questions like, oh, how do you feel about being uh, on Jenna Jameson's search for the next porn star? And so I was like, oh, this is it. So it's like a reality TV show where I guess she's choosing, you Hmm. know, like America's Next Top Model, it's like (laughs) America's Next Top Porn Star. Um, So anyway, the most... The highlight of the the entire night is that I go in and Jenna Jameson's there in all of her glory and, you know, there's cameras clicking and just people talking to me and asking me all these really... And she's butt naked under this robe robe here. I wonder what uh, Jenna Jameson was wearing. Her huge fake tits. (laughs) That's it. Just just wearing those tits. I mean, if I was Christina, I would... Just have a raging huge bush. <laughs> just to troll the whole process, you know? Like open the robe and just it's giant. Like, Bam! You thought that was you thought you saw an afro on my head. We'll check this yeah. out. Buckwheat in a headlock. Yep. You know, ridiculous questions. And then finally somehow they told me to like show a talent. And so I thought it was talented of me to get on the floor, completely bare ass naked, and like just whip my legs over my head. And it was completely the most unsexiest, weirdest, most awkward moment that I've had in, like, my little time as a porn star for, like, X amount of years. You know, like, it was just, it was, I just left, and I was just like, wow, that was the fucking weirdest thing. And Jenna didn't talk that much. She was like this, like, "Eh," you know, like this kind of shrill voice over these massive cameras, and these guys are just talking back and forth. Two gay guys, obviously. Really? um, Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> well, I think a lot of gay guys probably produce porn. I mean, I just think... Uh, Do you? Gay porn? But what? They're producing the straight porns? Well, I think they're just taking auditions. I bet you're like, she's not hot. She's got hot qualities. But yeah, you know, it doesn't really make... Well, you don't know why, though. They have you a discerning be right. eye. Because if yeah. it's just you and I, or any other straight dude, you'd be like... Vagina. vagina. She's hot. She's got titties. <laughs> you know, I've got a huge boner She's got her right legs now. behind she's her head right now. And uh Wow. She's got vagina. They can pussy. be objective. Yeah, you yeah, know, they, the they're gays not can in be that pussy trance that we fall into. I can't imagine Jeff getting up to go to work, though, to look at a bunch of vagina. No, nah, I think for Jeff, it would be anathema. It was my mm. big porn moment. I obviously didn't go on that show or didn't get on the show, and I hope, I hope that that footage is gone forever. I might be jinxing myself, but anyway. Yeah, uh, I was hoping it was on my hard drive right now. And talk to you soon. Bye. Wow. You know, I'm I'm surprised that uh, the first thing that would pop into her head is, you know, be sexy, and she would just, like, bust into a yoga position. I mean, I, I'm I don't know. I'm not that surprised. I, I, I would have, like, I guess she didn't know what she, she was, she didn't know what she was in store for, but, I mean, what did they yeah, expect it's weird her to that do? They didn't, they didn't, yeah, it's weird that they didn't warn her what to be prepared for. I would have started doing like the earthworm or something on the ground, you know, like, uh, you know, something, uh, maybe shooting, ping, shooting ping pong balls out of my vagina, something, I mean, something that would have d- differentiated me from the, the, the normals, you know? Yeah. But I, if I actually had a vagina, I would have a lot of vagina talents. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have a plethora. Or maybe like, you know, it would be kind of cool to like kind of queef a Peter Frampton song. I was going to say ventriloquism. Yeah, totally. Pretty, pretty close. I bet you she would have been really impressed with that. That's what uh, she should have. So people, if you're going to audition for a porno, try to like queef out like, you know, some kind of song like Peter Frampton or Crystal Castles or something. 
And you could like harmonize with your butthole. <laughs> I still, though, I'm surprised that you would actually go to an actual audition being a female. Like I, I mean, I, I see those porns on uh, uh, on UJs, and I masturbate to them regularly. Where they have like, but I always thought that was kind of, um, you know, I, I always thought that was that fabricated. I never thought that was an authentic porno audition. When you see that young amateur girl go in there and get shagged by some gross Ron Jeremy looking right. guy in an office, and she's all like. I don't, I don't, what is this about? Oh, oh, what you want I me do? to have sex with you? I just thought this was, uh, oh, I thought we were just doing a verbal interview. Oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and then the guy, the guy's asking her questions like, so you ever suck a dick before? Well, <laughs> once I did. My boyfriend. <laughs> really? How many times Does did you Does he know your hair? Yeah. They always say that. <laughs> you know your hair. No. It's, but I always, I always kind of, maybe I'm suspending my disbelief and I'm like, God, this is totally real. She's totally auditioning. That's what I've always right. conceived to be. I never thought that they just go, do something sexy. And you take your robe off and put your legs behind your head, you know? Yeah. I, I, I also suspend my disbelief. I want to believe it. My boner relief. <laughs> <laughs> I suspend that for as long as I can. Uh, the second call here is, um, was actually taped. We actually came in a couple of weeks ago, so it was it was before um, Osama bin Laden's death on Sunday. Hobble. And if you ask me, I think this might be Osama bin Laden himself. Let's see. So, Lynch, I know you have a vagina, and uh, women don't like vagina. Some do. And uh, Lynch. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, D, uh, you are Hebrew, and women are Hebrew, so you don't really have anything to talk about. Yeah, so I decided to call in and uh, give you some uh, tips on uh, the ladies. We'll see. Uh, yeah, sex tips from Osama bin Laden. Now that's helpful, people. Grab out your pen, I, I think, your I, pen I find, and your piece I find of paper. It, sorry. I find it weird that you think he's Osama bin Laden. This is clearly an Eastern European... Uh, accent. I think it sounds like a Middle Eastern guy. It's because you're fucked in the head. It's Eastern <laughs> European. This is like this is what uh, I used to live with a bunch of Serbians. This is what Serbians sound like. So you think this is yeah. like uh, Yakov Smirnov so. or somebody? Exactly. Like Slobodan Milosevic. That's how he. That's how he talks. I don't know. I disagree. I think it's a Middle Eastern guy. You're an idiot. <laughs> Keep going. The surefire way to a woman's heart. I've discovered is. Uh, to defecate in their panty drawer. Because <laughs> I did not know that. Way, for the rest of their life, every time they open up their panty drawer, they are going to think of you. <laughs> but That's kind of the digress. Sorry. I do have to ask one more question, and it is your opinion on my Let American accent. I uh, have been working on it for a while, and uh, I know you're tour American, so you might know uh, if it is any good. Here it goes. We go to the baseball game and eat some cheeseburgers. It's pretty convincing. I have been uh, working on that one for months. Uh, let me know, and uh, have a good evening, gentlemen. Two things. First of all, nobody eats cheeseburgers at the baseball game. They eat hot dogs, so work on that. 
And uh, that that move that he was recommending, that's kind of like the super choggle pants, right? Well, it's kind of the it's kind of like the choggle pants once removed because she's like not putting on. You're not like you know how like uh, the the choggle pants when you people when when you give somebody choggle pants, it's like a girl takes her panties off and her jeans off and it's lying on the floor. You take a shit in them. She wakes up groggy from drinking and getting fucked the night before. Puts the pants on. And unbeknownst to her, your feces is in the pants, and she gets it all over. You just gave her joggle pants, which is really and probably funny. some and probably some diseases, maybe hepatitis. But it's it's really funny. It's a funny thing to do. It's great. But 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 to shit to to joggle someone's panties drawer, that's a that's yeah. another thing entirely. That's like. I, I, I just assumed it, it was like you're choggling multiple panties at once. That's why it was better. But you're right. I mean, if she's probably not gonna put those, see the loaf. And put those panties on. Well, she's going to see the loaf, and she's probably going to scream, and you're probably never going to get laid by her again. But and all uh, those panties are going to get burned. Yeah, you're, she's not going to put them on all groggy. You know, it's not going to oh, happen. Right. I, oh, but yeah. I, he does bring up an interesting point: leave a lasting reminder. You know, that's one thing. Yeah. It's like she's never going to forget that. She's not going to forget that. That that's a scene right there. Leave an impression. Leave an impression. Definitely. If it's well, the first impression, it's even better. Just before you even know the woman shit in her panty drawer. You know, I, I might, I don't know, towards the end of that that uh, that call, he kind of sounded more to me like one of the terrorists from Die Hard. Like one of the Die Hard movies, which were, they were and European. And they're, they're Eastern European. Eastern European, yeah. He could, once he started going, eh, and like doing that whole thing. So maybe maybe I was wrong. At first I was I was hoping it was a call from the Osama bin Laden, but. Apparently not. Maybe now that Abel's dead, we, we're waiting to hear who the next, you know, most hated figure in the world is. And it might be somebody out of Chechnya or something, right? I hope it's Rush Limbaugh, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, he's he's too fat to do anything. Yeah. Interesting. We'll People, give a call to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, Wackley, we've got, uh, we got time for one email here. Uh, this is sent to the uh, Hotmail address. Uh, this comes in from Barry. He goes, not that I'm supporting the Royals, because I agree with you that they are a complete waste of money, but Prince Williams does have a real job. He does search and rescue for the Coast Guard in Wales, where my mom lives. They were all <laughs> warned in the area that anyone faking the need for a rescue to be saved by the Prince will get you a fine of 50 pounds, 50,000 pounds, 50,000 pounds. Anyway. But if you're a semi, if you're a semi high, oh, 50,000 pounds. Yeah, not, I thought it was 50 pounds at first, but it's like actually 50. Because I was going to say, if you're, if you're a semi hot chick in Wales and you think that you're going to get rescued by the prince and maybe become the next princess and be set for life and your family's going to be set for life, it's, that's a 50 pound lottery ticket that I'd be willing to buy. Well, 50,000, that's a little much. Where do you think a semi hot girl from Wales would rank like in, I don't know, Sweden or in the U.S.? This, you know, <laughs> I went to junior high with this Welsh chick who was one of the hottest girls that was ever in my junior high. I think and you one of her this fallacy before. And one of her friends from Wales came to visit and she was just as hot. So this whole, you know, uh dog-toothed Welsh women thing, I don't think is true. All right, maybe maybe it's maybe it's a Her name was Melanie something or other and I don't remember her last Melanie Knight. So, if she's listening, call me. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Wackerly so here, uh, uh, apparently he does do, 
Search and Rescue for the Coast Guard and Wars. You know what, Barry? Um, thanks for, for writing and, uh, and bringing this to our attention. That's not a real fucking job, dude. How often do you think the prince goes out to Wales? It's like, oh, I got to go to work. I got to get in, go uh, into my lorry and take the lorry out to Wales. That guy's in there, what, maybe a week out of the year? Do you think he really goes to the Coast Guard every morning? Even if he does, it, it's a okay. It's a real job. It's not a real job for somebody who grew up in a family that has billions of dollars and could go to any college he wants, had the best education in the world. That type of person doesn't go become a Coast Guard search and rescue guy. The only reason he's doing it is for you know PR. To, exactly, he's just doing it. That's for why it's not a real job to make it look like he's actually contributing to society. He's not working at a fucking saltines factory, okay? It's not. A, it's not a real job. But, but do they have saltines in the UK? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I fucking. I love. I love a good saltine. Yeah, it's good. Uh, thank you, Barry, for writing in. People can email email the show here at cigarongpodcast at uh, hotmail dot com. Uh, if you're not a member of that's the, Barry, mate. If you're not a member of the Sick and Wrong Forum, uh, now's your chance to go sign up. Go to cigarongpodcast dot com. Click on forum and find out. Where all the action is on the intertubes. Uh, you know, I was on there the other day and uh, just reading the Osama is dead thread. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. There's a lot of uh, funny memes that they've been posting there. I love that video, though, from Fox News where the first thing the guy says, and you know he must have just been like, man, I knew I was going to say that. Is, uh, the first thing he says, Obama is dead. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's played throughout the internet. It's It's such a major... Uh, irredeemable fuck up that uh, you know he can't live it down. But yeah, they have the video over there. But there there are lots of other threads. I know I noticed uh, some guy actually posted in the podcast feedback section a picture of a snake drinking water. Wackily. Oh, I didn't see that. I'll have to go check it yeah, out. I'm glad I listened to the show this week. A lot of facts. A lot of facts to be learned there on the Sick Wrong Forum. So go join up today. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Uh, people that have been subscribing and leaving us ratings, we're almost at the one, like, we're, th- we're over 900, Wackily. Like, seriously, <laughs> my, my, my self-esteem has just risen, like, my, my ego is huge now. I walk around uh-huh. the streets being like, yo, we're, like, in the top 200 on iTunes. Maybe. Would you say that you're, you're turgid with esteem? I would say I am turgid. My, my member <laughs> is turgid with esteem because of uh, Your the ego rankings. member? But yeah, no, we've been doing good though. Have you seen the What's Hot page? We're uh, we're like in the top twenty or something. So as long as we're beating Russell Brand, that's all I care about. So thank you, people, for subscribing and giving us ratings. You're really helping out the show. And uh, finally, here the T-shirt situation update. Right now, I am out of small, mediums, and larges. I only got a few extra larges. So if you want to order the current design, just order an extra large. But I would, mm-hmm. pr- I would recommend just going to the Cafe Press store and buying yourself one of those Sick and Wrong Tees because there's like 30 of them. Um, mm-hmm. But we are working on the brand new design, and I got to tell you, it's, um, it's, uh, it's breathtaking, Markley. It's definitely uh, it's shocking. It's, it's something you're you've never the... seen before. Are you talking about the idea that I just came up with today? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> I've been working on that. How come I think that week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to make mock that design up and put it on the cafe press store and buy a bunch of T-shirts for myself so I can wear one every day of the week? I, I think you should. I think you should. Yeah, and, and you know what? You'll be like <clears throat> not in bachelorhood anymore after that. As soon as you start we'll wearing see. a shirt we'll with see. Star Wars figures, but they're not even – it's like a parody of a Star Wars scene. 
You're going to be getting some ass, that's for sure. And, I mean, it's not just Star Wars. It's, let me reiterate, it's Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> Sam Kinison, and Spuds McKenzie dressed up as the ghost of Jedi's past from Return of the Jedi. That's like the definition of the show. It's, like it's all probably, of our humor is it's Spuds McKenzie's the drinking we do, and then there's the anger anger from Sam Kinison and the riot outrageousness, and then there's just the irreverence and self deprecating humor of Rodney Dangerfield, and then there's some Star Wars thrown in. That's you know, the show in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, Wackerly, just my first impression, it's is it is, I would say, on par with the retardation level of hot tub time machine. But <laughs> But I, but I don't know. The way you describe it symbolically, it might work. So I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're still deciding. But people, we're going to have a new T-shirt up soon. So, uh, but in the meantime, go to the Cafe Press Store, which there's a link right on our main page. Uh, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from uh, Levin. Uh, and you know what surprised me? Last week, we ended the show with a Smith song. And uh, he didn't name the artist in here. But I kind of think this is, this, this is a Smith song I've never heard before. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, I think it might be like a from the Peel Sessions or uh, you know uh, Outtake LP or something. I've never heard of it, but um, anyway, um, he writes, "Hey Wiener Lee and Simon D, check this oh. out. Um, it must be salvia induced." And he sends a link to the track here. He goes, "Lick my Belgian balls; they taste like strawberries." Levin mm-hmm. or Levin? I'm not quite sure how to say his name. So yeah, we're gonna end the show here with this song that um is just a rare Smith song that I've never heard before. People, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 277. Until then, just get drunk, get crazy. Go uh, run through the streets naked and be like, Freedom! We killed the Bubble terrorists! Death week. Hell yeah, it's, uh, it's Obama be dead week, so uh, go party. Osama. Uh, whatever. Until <laughs> <laughs> next week, take it sleazy. Got a little willy, I put it in my bum. Me and my bum have all kinds of fun. Me and my willy, you're really old friends. What about that when my willy hole in? Silly old willy, look what you've done. You've got water on my friendly old bum. My willy silly and a little bit dumb. When my bum meets plums, cause the plum tastes yum. Willy bum 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 bum. Enough about my willy, more about my bum. I can fit my friendly old thumb right in my bum when I do a little fart. Air popped out when my bum hole starts. I found a wasp, put it in my bum. Stung my rectum, now my bum hole's numb. Silly old wasp, look what you've done. Gotta put us on my friendly old bum. A willy bum bum, willy willy bum bum. Willy bum 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 bum. Enough about my bum, more about my willy. My willy gets small when my bum hole's chilly. My friendly old bum is covered in frost. My bum got stung by a crust old wasp. Smelly Old wasp, this isn't fun. I should have fixed my cold dog bum. Go outside and put my bum in the sun, and my bum got burned and then begun. Stinging willy bum bum, willy willy bum bum, willy bum bum, willy willy bum bum, willy bum 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 bum. Wasp, silly old willy in a burnt old bum. Out in the sun with my pants undone. Where are my plums? Did they get lost? It's all your fault, you smelly old wasp. Let's get drunk, I said to my bum. It would taste nice on my friendly old tongue. My greedy old bum said, Oh, what's up? Put a funnel in my bum and a bottle of rum. Willy bum bum, willy willy bum bum. Willy bum bum, willy willy bum bum. Willy bum bum, willy willy bum bum. Willy bum 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 bum. You smelly old wasp. Billy, I'm really.
There's never there was that movie with Rector Howard where he he was blind justice. Remember that he was a blind guy and and just had a samurai sword hidden in his blind person. Cave. You're thinking of the hero Daredevil. No, I'm thinking of this movie, Blind Justice. Okay, same thing. It predated the Daredevil movie, <laughs> probably not the comic. But they should make one of those about a deaf guy. They did, uh, Handyman. Do you remember? In uh, Handyman. He wasn't deaf. He kind was of. retarded. <laughs> but he still did stuff with his hands. He talked like a deaf person, but I think that's because he had MS or something. If you really want... Do you want to go into the history of living color to go along with our history of rap segment? <laughs> You do know you are my authority on uh, on like ethnic like uh, the the, the uh, African American culture. Yeah, well, and the irony about Living Color was the probably the funniest member and the member to obviously clearly go on and have the most success was the right. white guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, actually, the I third like story. David Allen Greer though he's good. Yeah, and uh, what was the other guy? I forgot the other guy's name. Well, actually, uh, Jordy LaForge. <laughs> <laughs> he was on there, right? No, you're thinking of uh, the guy that looks like Sugar Ray Leonard. I forgot that guy's name. Tommy Davidson. Remember him? Oh. Yeah. He was on Reading Rainbow, right? Was he on that? I'm not sure. I thought that was Jordy the Forge. 